Let's take a look at the board. And the categories are... Potent Potables. Joey, you like movies about gladiators. You're no messiah, you're a, you're a movie of the week. So you listen to me and you listen well. Look, well, let's not stand on ceremony, mate. Let's start the show. Hello, everybody. This is the Potent Pictures Podcast. I'm Dave, and I'm joined by Sean, Matt, and Peter, as usual. And uh, today we are coming here to discuss uh, Tom Cruise's uh, new action flick, uh, The the Mummy. Um, sadly, not the same movie that uh, Brendan Fraser was in back in the day. We all loved and appreciated. But uh, we'll get into that in a little bit. But first up, as always, we like to talk about what we're drinking and what we're watching uh, this past week. So uh, we'll start with Sean this week. Shawnee, what you drinking and what you uh, watching? Well, this week I'm uh, I went out a little bit west. Something Matt might be familiar with. I got an Anchor California Lager this week. Bought a nice little six pack of the, their uh, Lager, which is solid. So sipping on that tonight, and I've been I'm gonna be pretty boring because I just started the. I think I've mentioned the same show the last few weeks, but uh, started the third season of Fargo last night, which pretty excited about that. And other, other than that, I haven't really watched much television, so pretty boring, but uh, I'm pretty excited. To, I've heard a lot of good reviews about Ewan McGregor in uh, Fargo this year, as, as he has two roles, so looking forward to getting caught up on that, and uh, I still haven't, you know, I've been wanting to get caught up on with, uh, Kevin Spacey, uh, House of Cards, which I haven't st- started that season yet, but um, what about uh, Matt, what's Matt watching this week? So I've actually uh, continued watching the Cinemax show Banshee. I, I think I'll continue watching it, but it, it's not making me like, you know, pine for the next episode. Every now and then, you know, I kind of want to stay up and watch the next one. But so far, it's not like I'm not doing any all-nighters or anything like to do that. But maybe I'm, maybe I'm just old now, so maybe it shouldn't be a review of the show. But, you know, I'm looking forward to, to continuing it. Not, not anything I'm going through super quick. I also watched the movie San Andreas just because, you know, I didn't watch a... Baywatch, but I thought I should get some Alexandria Daddario action in with The Rock because I, you know, why not? And I also wanted to watch a movie that was a little better than The Mummy. I didn't. I didn't realize they were both in that movie. And not only do they not work together in that movie, they're actually father and daughter. Yeah, father and daughter. Ooh, <laughs> wow. Yeah. Ooh, creepy. A little creepy. A little creepy. Why do they get, do they have like a relationship in Baywatch? I I didn't assume that to be the case. I don't know. We didn't. I don't think anybody saw it. I don't think anybody <laughs> saw it. Then why is it creepy? For an actor and actress father and daughter. It just seems literally for centuries people have been doing that. So I don't think I've ever (laughs) asked you that this Matt, but this is sort of related to Alexandra Daddario. But did you get? Did you like True Detective season one? So well, I understand why that's a fair question for True Detective season one. I actually haven't seen them uh, either of the seasons. Um, Really? It's something I know I need to get through. Uh, I probably will at some point, but just I, I think I know you know. Like I was saying, Banshee, it's not making me, uh, you know, always pine for the next episode. But from my understanding, for True Detective, I think as soon as I turn it on, they're going to try to get me to go through all 10 episodes or whatever many episodes they are. are. So, But I I completely, from from word of mouth, I completely understand why there's a good reason to watch uh, True Detective factoring in the Alexandra Daddario piece. (laughs) Um, That is is actually the main reason I actually started watching... True Detective. <laughs> I thought it was for the weird uh, voices and characters that Woody Harrelson and uh, Matthew McConaughey played, but uh, you know, that was the secondary okay. reason. Okay. What about the she little Blair Witch stick figures? I, I always liked her from uh, 
uh, White Collar. I don't know if you guys ever watched that, but uh, with Matthew Bomber. Um, oh, you're right. Nice I forgot little, about nice that. Nice little kind of, you know, typical run-of-the-mill, um, you know, crime of the week or story of the week um, cop show, but it was White Collar Crimes. So it was, you know, pretty mellow. A little, was able to say it a bit more lighthearted, and uh, it, was, it was a good, good little show. I think it kind of trailed off later in the later seasons, but that's probably enough on Alexandre Daddario's career. Um, I also watched Serenity because, you know, Z for Zachariah came up last week from Peter, and I wanted to get get in on some Chidwell Edge of Four action, and Serenity was a good, good go-to. Uh, in terms of what I'm drinking, since I've been talking about shows for quite a while now, uh, Mike's Hard Lemonade, and you guys can judge all you want, but the strawberry <laughs> Mike's Hard... I had in my judging house, has commenced, and uh, it's it's absolutely delicious. So I'm perfectly okay with it. You guys drink a Mike's Hard Lemonade, and you guys tell me it's not delicious. <laughs> Though uh, Sean and Dave, you may remember that I mistakenly ordered a Catalina wine mixer at brunch one day because I just was caught up in the Step Brothers reference. No, you did not. Yeah, I, I was did caught you up really? in the Step Brothers <laughs> reference. I didn't think about the fact that I was literally ordering a wine mixer. So wow, I don't always <laughs> That's make awesome. the, the best. Uh, <laughs> Best drink choices, yeah. though this strawberry Max Hard is much more delicious than that was. <laughs> so I will, I will, I will say, as the older I've gotten, the more and more I'm like, if I'm in the mood for like a sweet drink, like a, um, like one that has a lot of fruit in it, something like that, I'm like, I'm gonna order it, and I'm like, screw what everybody else thinks. I'm like, I'm in the mood for a strawberry type beverage that has alcohol in it. J- I'm drinking. Jason it. Siegel made me feel more comfortable in doing that from. I much mother, so I, I think uh, okay. Oh, I was gonna say I didn't know if you were talking about his um, forgetting Sarah Marshall scene. Yeah, which my I do that as choice. soon as I get yeah, as soon as I get my my fancy glass like a uh, a martini glass, and I just kind of stay in there and I just go, oh, I'm Samantha. <laughs> you got to drink it out of a little tiki man. Yeah, but anyway, sorry. Go ahead, Matt. Finish what you were saying about your your Mike's Hard Lemonade with strawberry. Which actually does sound delicious. Yeah, I, I think that, I, I think that was the end of it. I think you you nailed it. You sold our Mark our Mike's Hard Lemonade campaign. So, <laughs> I, not just you think that you think they'll uh, pay us for advertising? Probably not. <laughs> I, I must say that I had a delicious fruity brunch drink yesterday, Matt, uh, to kind of help you feel a little bit better. It's called a sparkling blood orange, and it was rosé, lily blonde, blood orange. So, I'm not afraid to, to get a hmm. delicious. Uh, Pretty drink as well, but yeah. Sorry, I just wanted to throw that two cents in there. All right, we're, we're all uh, we all, all right. take every now and again, and something a little uh, yeah. little fruity, little little fruity drinks yeah. here. No, no one's judging here as much. We get to judge, but oh yeah, you can, we all do you it. can enjoy it and judge at the same time. There's a, you, you can do both. There's, there's nothing wrong with it. Yeah, it's called hypocrites. But, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was gonna say and multitasking. We all are. But that works. <laughs> so so what about you, Peter? Yeah, so I have not watched too much in the last week. So there's two things. One is we were all talking right before this podcast about Disney and their wide selection of fantastic movies. And one that I just watched with my nieces is Moana. Um, I've seen it, I think I've seen it two times now. I saw it on a plane and I saw it with them. That is an enjoyable movie. I will definitely recommend that to all. It's uh, definitely a good outing for, for, is it, I'm not sure if it's a Pixar or just a Disney. I think it's just a Disney. It's just Disney, but, yeah. Yeah. But definitely a good movie. Thoroughly enjoy it. Uh, get to see The Rock and his many talents. He sings a, a song or two and actually does a fantastic job. So, you know, what can this guy not do? That was impressive. 
The other thing that I've been watching is uh, something to have in the background when we're just, uh, you know, dealing with baby things, which is Family Guy. It's kind of the mindless show where you don't have to pay attention. You kind of catch a joke here or there. They have some seasons that are hit or miss, but the nice thing is you can keep it on on repeat on Netflix and go through all, you know, 14 or 15 seasons and not really care that you, you know, went to bed one night with it on season one and the next morning it woke up on season seven. So definitely great for drowning out baby cries. But yeah, those are the, those are the two things mostly that I've caught up on. Beyond that, in terms of what I'm drinking, we'll, we'll go right back into the the nice fruity drinks headed to a Texas winery or not a Texas winery, but a Texas uh, cidery potentially where they brew ciders. It's called Texas keepers and they have some pretty delicious ciders. They're all with Texas apples. They've got some random, random different apple varieties that I've never heard of, but the drinks are delicious. And they also have some, some good craft beers on tap as well in case you want to have a beer instead. So Definitely thoroughly enjoyed that. Texas Keepers down in in Austin, Texas, if you're ever in the region. So, Dave, what about you? So, uh, this week, I finally was able to uh, sit down and make some time to uh, watch uh, Season 5 of House of Cards. I'm about three-quarters of the way through. Um, I'm not as upset with this season as uh, a lot of people have uh, said to me. Uh, um, but, But I haven't ended it yet, so... They, they said, like, the season wasn't bad up until the very ending, which, you know, I haven't gotten to it yet, guys, so I apologize. But, uh, I, you know, I've always enjoyed the heck out of the, the House of Cards. I like the political intrigue. This season's very, uh, very similar in terms of what's been going on in our current political uh, atmosphere, which has been kind of entertaining, because apparently this was written and uh, filmed right before it. So, kind of an interesting... Uh, kind of an interesting season this so far and in terms of what i'm drinking um i actually found this one it's kind of an interesting one it's a shiner uh birthday beer and it's a cold brew coffee ale that they uh collaborated with like a chameleon cold brew it's a uh coffee group down in uh, austin so it's uh basically just some type of uh, single ale that they brewed with it just has a nice cold brew uh uh beans in it so it's actually really Surprisingly good. Um, I was a little concerned about it. Um, didn't know how long it's been in my refrigerator, but uh, damn good, I have to say. So, Dave, gotta ask real fast: Is that the first coffee beer you've ever had? Uh, of recent memory, yes. I don't know if I've had one in the past. I may have. I may have had one ordered when I was at a, a bar here and there during usually the Christmas time time frame. Because usually that's about the only time I would actually drink a heavier beer. But it's actually fairly light for what I would have actually anticipating. I was figuring more of a stout type uh, beverage, but it's really more of an ale. So I will say that this, um, I'm kind of a fan of those coffee-flavored, coffee-infused beers. The really yeah. good beer, if you're ever in the mood, is uh, Ballast Point Victory at Sea. It's like a porter, but it's like coffee and vanilla, so check it out. It's awesome. That's I think a good I one. actually have had that one, yeah. I think I've actually had that, but I didn't realize that's what it was. Um, well, usually, like, in this, you know... I, it's rare that you would actually have an ale. That's the that's the weird part. Um, so it kind of sits in like the the, the darker ale. Like I'm I'm not a big fan of like pecan infused ones because they kind of get that similar you know heavier nutty taste. But this one's surprisingly mild in that term. So I don't know. 
it was pretty good. Um, I would actually recommend this to a lot of people. I probably couldn't drink like a six pack of it because I'll feel horrible in the morning. But hey, for a quick one, go for it. Alrighty, well, um, having said that, I think we're ready for some movie news. Um, we can start with the uh, the negatives. I think what um, this week, um, and I know Sean or uh, Peter, y'all can go ahead and talk those two real quick, and then we'll swing into the the positive movie news. So, uh, Sean, what's some negative things that happened, unfortunately, in the in the in the entertainment business this week? You set it up nicely, Dave. Thanks. Uh, it's uh, tried. Yeah, the one thing that we talked about this movie a couple of weeks ago, The Circle, it was. The parents of Emma Watson have both passed away now with Glenn Headley passing away this past week with some of you guys might know her from Mr. Holland's Opus, Dick Tracy, Sergeant Bilko, Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. I know Matt's a big fan of that one, but uh, yeah, she she passed away this week unexpectedly at 63 and uh, we lost another uh, treasure here with our uh, with our DC and Warner Brothers uh Peter, you can talk a little bit about this one, but uh, Adam West. Yeah, I, I don't. I know that you guys actually sent out a, a group message earlier in the week and kind of just said Adam West with this frowny face, and I, I expected the worst and I didn't know it, and then looked it up and thoroughly disappointed. So definitely glad to be catching up on Family Guy and getting to hear his hilarious take on the on Mayor Adam West in that show. So for anybody who wants to thoroughly be amused with how great Adam West is at poking fun at himself, that's that yeah. just kind of shows what kind of a guy he is. So it's it's too bad. Um, definitely definitely the best of us and uh, an awesome Indeed. Batman. So big loss. If you want to see kind of the first time he does it, the uh, when he plays himself on a Simpsons episode back in the early nineties, you get a you know a good sense of his his kind of fun sensibility. So it's a, it's a big loss for sure. Yeah. All righty. Well, I guess we could talk a little bit more positive news uh, coming on out of that. Uh, but the big thing that just happened this week was uh, they just released the uh, the trailer for the Black Panther movie. Um, I don't know about y'all. How are y'all feeling about it? It. I happened to catch it during, I think it was game... Game four. Three? Was it game yeah. four? Okay, it was game four. Yeah, it was Sunday night, I think it was the first time. And it was... Uh, Friday. But no, yeah. Saturday night, excuse Friday. me. Sorry, Saturday night, Friday. Shit, it was Friday. God, I. Sorry, guys. This is a long weekend of drinking. I was grilling while it was happening, so I happened to catch it. And uh, wow. But anyway, I I'm slightly intrigued. I'm not as pumped up as the uh, the other ones, but I think I'm gonna wait for some additional trailers to come out to get me excited. How about y'all? What are y'all feeling on it? Well, I'll jump in. Um, I was at the bar watching the game, so I saw the video and didn't hear the sound. So when I texted you guys about the trailer being releasing on Friday night. It was funny because it looked good to me, like the the cuts and the some of the the scenes and the set and the acting looked pretty interesting and engaging, but it was the when I went back and watched it with the, with the cut with the music, I thought the music choice was a little little poor. Um but Matt, I know you said you had some interesting thoughts on it. What, what did you think? So, yeah, I when I when when Black Panther first came out, um you know, we first see him in Civil War. I, I was sold on him. I, I couldn't wait to see the movie. Um, Chadwick Boseman just became an immediate fan from that. This trailer didn't get me too excited, but I, I know I'll enjoy the movie. I'm looking forward to going to see it. I, I think the trailer just couldn't decide how they wanted to portray the movie and who they were trying yeah. to market it to. Um, they were, you know, giving you the tie-in to the Andy Circus character from Age of Ultron. And so, you know, 
say what you want to, you know, I don't know what that does for you guys. His character didn't do too much for me in, in Age of Ultron. It felt a little too, I don't know, too self-aware and too big. Uh, so we'll see how it does in this trailer. But overall, I think the, the characters look interesting, especially the new ones. We, we get another uh, Human Torch uh, actor in the Marvel Universe uh, in uh, Michael B. Jordan from the Miles Teller failed. I guess it's not his failure, but the uh, the <laughs> yeah. most recent Fantastic Four. Uh, so I'd like to see, I'm looking forward to seeing him as well as the, the woman from, uh, I can't think of her name, but... Uh, Lupita Nyong'o. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What, what was the movie she was nominated for, and did she win? I can't. I know, this is going to be bad. Did, did, was she nominated for? Uh, crap. No. It was either a Razzie. Well, or she was in Star Wars, remember, but, but yeah, she uh, was in Star. <laughs> that's well. Weird. That was a huge. That was a huge um, disappointment for the Star Wars cameo. I remember, you know, being like, "Oh, cool, she'll be in it," and then it was just. Uh, oh, she CG had. She, so. she. No, she won in Twelve Years as a Slave. Yeah, that's it. Okay. Uh, it was best go. performance by an actress in a supporting role, so she was best supporting actress. All right, more Chidwell as a four action. Yeah. <laughs> now, so out of curiosity, do y'all did y'all um, the Andy Circus uh, character was he missing his arm in the trailer? He was. I couldn't tell. He was. He was. Okay, so this is this is going to be a um, present day type movie. I thought it was post Civil War. Yeah. Right. Well, yeah, yeah, whatever. So that that was the thing I wasn't sure about because I couldn't see if was, his arm was missing or not. And I didn't know if he got. I was just gonna say Martin Freeman was in it, so he was the one of the guys from Civil War. Yeah, okay. I mean, technically, Marco Freeman, um, Martin Freeman, um, could have existed before Civil War. I don't think he just mm-hmm. um, spawned, but yeah, uh, I, my understanding is well, the same as Sean's that, that that that's that's how it works, right? They just people just show up randomly in. Yeah, be, they've never before existed. Before 2016, he did not exist. Um, <laughs> he just pops up randomly, but, dead. Yeah, I believe it's a, an immediate yeah. follow up. So it'll be interesting to see if they have any Winter Soldier, um, Bucky Barnes play. But you know, it, I, I think the portrayal of the back to the overall movie. I think the portrayal of the Wakanda uh, country does look interesting, and just the overall, you know, Andy Serkis calling out the facade that is the the country and how it represents itself. Yeah. Um, so you know that that'll be interesting because that's a very complex thing for the story to try to do. Um, to try to you know argue that there's this country that's the most technology advanced country in the world and nobody knows about it so but you know the trailer didn't do it for me but i, I am still intrigued by the movie uh, if for no other reason than the actors that are in it and particularly uh, chadwick boseman's portrayal of the black panther and in indeed War. what about you peter uh, i'm just hoping that Wakanda is not covered by a mystical fog because I think we've seen too many secret cities <laughs> covered by mystical fog this year. So just that's that's my first thing. No, but I, I mean, for me, the trailer didn't really do it for me. I'm with you, Matt. It kind of seemed like it was a little all over the place. I'm hopefully optimistic in that, you know, th- I had the same feeling for Guardians of the Galaxy. And we mentioned this before, you know, when I first saw it, I was not sold. So I'm hoping this is going to have a similar spin for me where the trailer doesn't really do it. But then the movie's going to kind of knock it out of the park. So I am I am hopefully optimistic and, and hopefully the next trailer is a little more put together as opposed to trying to show every piece and part. It seems like they wanted to try to rope you in with all the different areas of the movie. So maybe it'll be a little more focused. That and Michael B. Jordan's hair was terrible. So hopefully I can get over that. That, that came so quick. I didn't even really, all I saw was his face. I didn't really catch anything else that was going on in that scene. I was just so surprised to see him. Surprisingly, the only thing I caught was his hair. What was on his hair? 
It was scary. It's just like dreads, right? <laughs> Uh, you've got to look at a picture of it. To, I mean, there, like it's. So. <laughs> I don't like that kind uh, of Rastafarian. I mean, fair enough. Fair enough. All right, gents. Well, I think that's enough. We got on uh, all the fun movie news, but I think we ought to do a little bit of talking on the the movie we actually came to review. Actually, one more, one more mummy. thing. Whoop. One more thing. Go ahead. Just because I'm not too excited to get into reviewing the mummy. Um, on, a, on another positive note so this is our first teaser for Black Panther and when you look at the uh, Marvel Universe the next teaser that we'll get from them will be Infinity War so pretty exciting times now uh, we've got a few more movies and then and then we're coming up on that so are we going with the, the timeline now is it Thor in November Black Panther in February and then are we getting Infinity War next summer is that what it is yeah, I think it's next May, but don't forget about uh, Spider-Man Homecoming in a few weeks. Oh, that's right, yeah. yeah. Woot woot! So, actually, I was I was thinking about this the other day. I was driving, and I, and I think either I was listening on another podcast or something, but how are y'all feeling with Infinity War now that they're going to have to start um, bringing everybody together? Um, did y'all feel like they were able to do that fairly well in Civil War? Because now we're going to add another, what, four, no, seven more characters to it? I thought Civil War did a great job in how they brought them together in that, you know, they didn't try to, well, first of all, Marvel does does a great job in that they actually let everybody have their own movie before they throw them all in together. So you already know who they are and you don't need to have a bunch of exposition explaining them. So I think that's one part that works out well. And second is, I think they just, they did it well in having one kind of set piece and then explaining away how, you know, the group separates. I thought, I thought it was a smart way to do it. I will say, um, along the same lines of reading articles on Marvel, there was something talking about the fact that most of the folks contract are up after uh, the second Infinity War or the, the second or the fourth Avengers movie. So I think that's going to be one way in which they're going to start to ramp back the number of characters and that Captain America, you know, Chris Evans, his contract is going to be over and he's publicly already stated that he's going to be done after this one. So um, I think that will help them to start culling the herd and, and, and well, going back actually to on that. Set. Bit so, of news, Dave. You might have been about to say the exact same thing. I'm pretty sure I saw a headline. I didn't get a chance to read it, but I think Chris Evans did sign up for one more. Yeah, I saw that. That hit the hit the wire the other day, Matt. I saw that too. Which I I thought the one more he signed up for was the second Infinity War. I didn't know if that. Was yeah. It, yeah, he originally. That's what it was. He had originally signed up for the two parter, and then when they or yeah, the two parter, and then when they made it two separate movies, they're considering that two more movies. So. So actually, that so y'all actually brought up an interesting point. But also, my the thing I was actually really concerned about was that you know in Civil War we had how many eight? I can't even count how many characters they actually had. So they had eight characters on screen, basically sharing the Are screen. Are you missing right? fingers? How come you can't count that high? I didn't. I'm not doing the math in my head real quick. I'm just trying to talk off off the cuff. Uh, but now we're gonna add another seven or so characters to the to the mix. How do you think this is actually gonna work out? Do you think they're going to have enough screen time for all these people? I'm, I'm just curious to how they're going to do it. That's that's my big well, thing. Well, to Peter's point, I'll, I'll drop this, Peter, um, because I think you said that a lot of these mo- like a lot of the actors already have their own movie by the time we get to this point, so there really won't have to be too much character development from a, I, I guess, an, a, like an ancillary character's perspective. But uh, what were you going to say, Peter? Sorry. No, that's okay. I was just going to mention, uh, I agree with you, and I think 
if they were to do it, if if I had to guess, it's going to be the first Infinity War will kind of rope in some characters, and then the second Infinity War will will probably be a little bit maybe more galactic, and it will help to bring in more of those other external characters like um, Captain Marvel. So I would yeah. I would assume that that's how they're going to start to to kind of spread apart the the different characters by moving farther and farther into the galactic. Because I guess phase four of Marvel is going to be the galactic universe. So there's going to be a lot more yeah. of those type of characters. I'm just, yeah, I guess uh, I think, I think it's just going to be curious to see how they, they do it. You know, they're going to do it probably very well. So I'm just curious to think what they're, I'm curious to see what they, what they come up with. That's all my point was in that whole thing. Um, So other than that, y'all sufficiently talk to the Marvel universe before we move into the next universe, the dark universe, if you will. Terrible. Yeah. All right. The dark universe, that is. Yes, so, yes, the dark universe. All right, not me, so, man. Universal's was, attempt like, at their own little world. Man. Yeah, so so Universal uh, is trying to re- rekindle their, their monster universe, which I don't know if anybody's been to uh, Universal Studios. That was typically one of the big one of their big attractions was all the different uh, Universal monsters back in the day, and they also had all the movies they used to, to, uh, to work with. So now they're trying to reboot their, their dark universe, which will bring all the, the monsters in. So this was the first official uh, Dark Universe movie. I think we, we discussed this, that there was a Dracula movie that they tried originally starting. That was the one back in, what, two, two three years ago that uh, did not do well. Um, so The Mummy was the first one. This was uh, Tom Cruise's uh, swing at it. Uh, so real quick, uh, what was y'all's initial thoughts on this movie going Going into it, because I think we'll we'll talk sufficiently enough about uh, the movie itself once we get past uh, the initial thoughts. So, just real quick, on, but when you were going in, how you felt about it? Uh, Sean, go first. Initially, me going into the movie, I, I didn't really have a lot of expectations. I have a tendency to read too many spoilers, so um, not really spoilers, I guess, but read reviews of what thoughts are. And I kind of, the trailers never really got me excited. I think I, I made a joke about Tom Cruise trying to do his own stunts is, is the highlight of every trailer now that of a movie that he's in. So, I mean, I saw the one stunt that he had in the trailer and I was like, okay, great. This is going to be a focal point at some point. But, uh, the, the trailer never got me hyped. The subsequent trailers didn't get me hyped and going into it, I had really sort of no expectations other than just disappointment. But, uh, what about you, Matt? What were you thinking going into it? So you know, I think I mentioned this previously. I, I was actually looking forward to it. I know I know that it wasn't reviewed well or coming off too strong, but you know neither was uh, the most recent King Arthur movie. And I, overall, I was entertained in that. So that's kind of all I was expecting from this. Um, and generally, you know, I, I look I look at uh, Tom Cruise's filmography, and generally, I like his movies. There's not too many where I regret um, seeing the movie. Where I felt like I wasted my time. Really, the, the only one looking back at the past, you know, ten years or so. Pretty much just the the most recent Jack Reacher movie was was kind of a, a swing and a miss in my in my opinion. So now it's kind of looking like two in a row. So I don't think he's going Johnny Depp. I think he is like the you know you talk about his the marketing of him doing the stunts and I think his work you know generally works out well because I think he is one of the only. I read an article a few years ago where he's like one of the only real you know movie stars left in the classic like term of you know classic. Uh, sense of the word you know from like the 80s 90s 
and in general, you know, it seems to be the case, right? He can go into any franchise and generally get a, a decent following. And I think this is kind of the first time where it didn't it didn't work out. Um, and we'll see what that has to do for subsequent movies where he, you know, he he wouldn't even necessarily been a part of them. So so we'll see. What about you, Dave? So I was not too pleased that we just determined that we were going to watch this and review this movie. I was, you know, the, the, the previews were not enticing me at all. I really was not looking forward to this movie. Um, but on that note, you know, it was one of those movies where I went and sat and enjoyed eating my popcorn and my icy, but, uh, overall just kind of didn't do it for me. I, I mean, I, it, it, like Matt said, the stunts were kind of the big thing. Um, but again, if that's the big pull into his movies nowadays, it's just not, you know, they need to add a little bit more in terms of like plot lines and, and story building. Um, but, but in reality, you know, so, so movie, um, there were a couple interesting characters that I kind of would like to see where they would go, but that's really the only thing. It's, I mean, for the introduction to the universe, eh, it was all right. I don't know how I feel about the rest of it. Uh, but Peter, how about you? Yeah, I'll just keep it short and sweet. Um, I'm with you, Dave. I, I, we talked about this a while back, and we, we usually have a thread about this in each podcast, which is previews are starting to give away too much. I was on board with the very first teaser. It looked pretty interesting, and I think visually it, it looked like it could be appealing. And then I think one of the last trailers came out and basically gave away the entire plot of the movie. And from that, I just said, you know, this doesn't look like something that's going to catch me. And I completely came away with the mo- from the movie thinking the exact same thing. I thought this was in so many ways terrible. And, you know, to your point, Matt, you would hope that Tom Cruise could carry something. And amazingly, his star power and his charisma just completely fell flat for me. Um, I had problems actually staying awake physically in this movie. And, uh, you know, I went on opening night. And there was, I think, another maybe five or six people in a giant theater with me. So it just kind of shows, you know, it's it's not a unique opinion. It seems like not very many people were interested about this. And the box office showed it as well, and we can get that later. So, uh, yeah, I mean, overall, not a great movie. And looking forward to talking about why it's not a great movie. Well, that actually brings us into a nice transition into the spoilers. And you guys can... Uh... Start destroying it if you would like. Um, so Matt, it'll, I'll, I'll let you go ahead and go first. Um, how did you, you know, move it into it? You know, this this whole thing with the opening of the dark universe and everything. Do you think this was actually like a viable type universe? You know, we've got the MCU, we've got the DC. I don't. It's not the DC universe. DCU. What is it now? Extended what are they actually universe. It? I think. I think I named extended it wrong universe. every time last week when we were yeah. talking about uh, Wonder Woman. Ah. Right at the end, Peter dropped <laughs> the pop proper correction. So rather than let, correcting me and making me learn, he just let me be wrong for an hour and then dropped. That's what I'm here for, Matt. So thanks, Peter. <laughs> you got it. So, but anyway, so you know, now we have another universe we we are, we are introduced into. Do y'all think this is going to go the route of of say the uh? the DC universe where it's a few movies of really bad and then they may, you know, pick up a good one. I mean, in my opinion, there was a couple, there was a couple characters, um, that I was intrigued about. Um, I know Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, um, uh, Russell Crowe's character. Can that count as two slightly, characters? 
I no, I ooh, just, good question. Just no, that's actually a good question like because frankly, I liked I actually liked his Jekyll uh, without having to see him, uh, and I know we talked about that earlier. Uh, I liked his the characterization that he used for it, but his personality. But that's really all my big thing that I took away from that. Um, so in that terms, you know, how are y'all feeling about this this universe now going into it? Does it feel good, uh, Matt? If you want to talk to us. So I think Peter mentioned this prior to the podcast, but, you know, it, it, it always is a little annoying when they announce they're doing an entire universe prior to successfully doing one movie. And this movie, they apparently Universal just wanted to go, you know, you know, head first and commit to a production company called Dark Universe producing these movies. Um, and, you know, also leading leading it as, a, you know, one of the production companies in the beginning of the film. So. Universal, the you know the globe, the iconic globe for you know a century, spins and becomes dark universe. And you right off of that, I was like, okay, they're they're getting a little too too ahead of themselves here. It's a little a little cocky here. I didn't think of you know I, I wasn't into the the announcement of it previously, but you know shows like Grimm and Supernatural deal with these things for. I think they've both been on for several seasons. I I I, I can't speak to to them but they've been on for a long time so if two shows can battle mystical or you know dark kind of demons and creatures for that long i feel like you could have seven or eight movies no problem and have them interconnected in some way so that didn't seem too like too big of a stretch for me um it would have been nice if they wanted to create a good movie first to base it off of um apparently they they didn't from what we all just witnessed um and that and that's just (laughs) to put it bluntly and that you know it's just too bad uh I think the mummy is a, a decent one to start off with, though. I think, I think they should have tried something that we hadn't had a movie in the past seventeen years. What do you think, Sean? So i I've always been a fan of the Universal monster films. I think they they did a great job with ushering in an age of film where they took these iconic characters from these novels and each had their own individual films. And I mean, for for, for what it is, Universal sort of built their studio off of these movies. So the fact that they're at a time where I guess they've actually, I mean, they've done pretty well with some of their movies that they released this year. I, I don't understand what the overall, I don't understand what the overall idea of like going back to the well, this, you know, the proverbial well is. But I think I liked the idea of, you know, obviously because I'm a fan of the characters, I like the idea of going back to it. However, they and they, they they did sort of announce a list of movies that are not your iconic. I mean, I know we talked about the Dracula one, but uh, you know, I think Frankenstein, Dracula, Mummy, Invisible Man, whatever you know, all the ones that are upcoming. I didn't really get as excited. I, I don't know if they have stories to essentially move forward with. They just kind of put out a list of actors and then they said, here's these actors, here's the movies they're going to be in, you know, this is our universe. And then they, they had the mummy in the can and then they went with it. So, I mean, I hope that the direction in these other films isn't as, is as poor, I guess, as this was. So I'm still going to hold out hope because as if Wonder Woman hasn't showed us anything is that you can fix it. <laughs> so I look forward to uh, seeing what they what they do with the rest of these movies or if they even get the opportunity to do so. But, uh, you know, Peter, what do you think? 
Yeah, I'll refrain from getting on my soapbox because this this entire universe just just pees me quite a bit. But overall, I, I think it's a terrible idea. And, and Matt hit hit the nail on the head with the fact that you know you can't establish a giant a giant universe without actually having one winner. And it, it really did. It actually bothered me watching the movie because the very first. I won't say scene, but, you know, right before they kick off the movie, they show the Dark Universe emblem. And for anybody who's not a film buff, none of this means anything to them. So first of all, you're confusing folks. Uh, For anybody who does know what it means, you know, it's being pretty presumptuous to think that's going to have any positive effect on the viewer because the Dark Universe doesn't even exist prior to you watching the movie. So to me, it just seems like they're putting the cart before the horse and really, you know, trying to turn a bunch of monsters that to your point, Sean, they are great monsters, but I think if you'd ask nine out of 10 people, they probably don't know that they're from universal. And I think universal is just trying to establish those as being their IP and their property. So folks will, you know, visit their parks and, and buy their merchandise knowing it's universal. And I, it's just such a poor business move. And you can tell, you can tell that's the case. So overall, I think, you know, if this movie was good, I might have a different view, but the fact that this movie is so bad makes it that much worse. So you actually brought up an interesting point. I was just thinking about this is, you know, maybe for their intro, rather than calling it the Dark Universe, maybe if they would have kind of gone the lines of the DC or the Marvel and show like the the classic, um, uh, like the black and white monsters that they had, like the, from the like little shorts of those, maybe, maybe that would have tied everybody in like, oh, okay, I remember these movies back in the day. Oh, this is all universal. Maybe something along those lines might... You know, drive other than oh, this dark universe, and I I don't know about y'all, but it was it seemed like a production company. I was like, oh, okay, dark universe production company. I mean, to be fair, whatever. Marvel's a production company. No, 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 no. I get that, but at least Marvel, like, they'll show. No, I know, I know, know you get it. Show the characters. Yeah, I I actually assume. I think I think you actually make a really good point, and I I think that is I think that would have been a much better idea. Um, But I, I assume they probably didn't do it just because Marvel and DC are both essentially doing that. And they probably like, oh, we, you know, it's working for them in a, in a sense. Let's not do it though, because we don't want to copy them. In fact, when in fact that's yeah. exactly what they're doing anyway. So, you know, you, you may. But, I, yeah. I agree. I think it would have been a much more interesting thing to see. If, if, I, if I think it would be kind of cool. Just to be like, oh, it's a callback to universe to these movies. That's fun. Yeah. yeah. Dave, you're hired. You're hired. You can <laughs> you can a, go I'm join the marketing department. I'm a universal executive now. I could probably do a little bit better. You could go like, my God, guys, come on, this is a stupid movie. And then I'd get fired right after that because they'd be like, you don't make enough money. F off. But anyway, all right. So let's actually talk about the movie itself, the overall tone. So I don't know about y'all, but did y'all kind of see where this was going? Was this supposed to be a horror movie? Is that what this this universe is supposed to be? Is it just supposed to be action thriller, uh, an action movie with some thriller elements? Then you've got the comedic elements, which... Um, you know, with, with our with our with our Jake Johnson, which obviously, I mean, I know me and Sean are a huge fan of his, mainly due to his uh, his new girl status. Great show, by the way. That might, that'll probably end up being my potent pick for the for the uh, for the uh, evening. But uh, but yeah. So all right, going into this, what did y'all think? It was gonna be a thriller, maybe just an action movie. I mean, I'm, I'm I thought this was gonna be a more scary movie based on how these Universal movies were supposed to be, but it turned into basically Mission Impossible with you know tomb raider with all these little random things so with zombies Sean, how about you on this oh and, oh god don't oh, oh yeah we'll, we'll we'll get into that later but anyway 
Shoni, you want you want to take this one? Yeah, I mean, I guess I I think in, initially, like the I like the idea of a lot of the times when you look at these movies, there's always a tie with Egypt, and then there's always a some sort of I feel like Englishman or English woman, at least from the I'll reference the 1999 and early 2000s Brendan Fraser, Rachel Weisz, uh, the Mummy series, but uh, the just the overall like the idea of trying to tie in the crusaders to the egyptian royalty was a little i don't know confusing then you get to a certain point where they show how i guess the two are somewhat correlated and then they end up getting you to present day i mean it kind of jumped around a little bit i mean i'll make it quick i mean i guess the 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 setup of it and the way it was it was going was a little a little uh all over the place but i mean i really as a whole just was trying to find myself just what was going where who were who were the people of what like the the group with russell crowe and the doctor how he comes in and um uh, it, it just i'm trying to find something good to say here but I was just, you know, a lot from the beginning of the movie, I was just a little lost. But uh, I'll ask uh, Matt, what does he think about this? Yeah, for, from the get-go, I, I think I was not liking the direction that the movie was going. The uh, immediate exposition scene with uh, Jake Johnson and Tom Cruise telling us that they're, you know, looters uh, in Iraq, things like that. It just... It, it just felt very just cliche and rough and just, I, I don't know for, for this big of a movie, I think they could have done a better job. They also explained that three other times, I think later in the movie. Uh, so it, it felt a little unnecessary. Same with just before that scene, you get the, you know, as you mentioned, the crusaders and the Egyptian um, royalty scenes. So we, we see that scene and then you see like three or four flashbacks of that scene. And it wasn't that, you know, wasn't that interesting the first time versus the, you know, the uh, the mummy from Brendan Fraser's mummy? It wasn't nearly as interesting as a story as that. So the fact that we had to see it three times was, was kind of a pain. The unfortunate to say, you know, the, the humor that they tried to add with Jake Johnson just didn't do it for me 90% of the time. There are a few good moments, but uh, just just didn't do it for me. And, and as, as Dave mentioned, thought it was going to be more a little more serious and maybe a little more suspenseful. Versus the campiness of the the first one, I enjoyed the first one, but you know it, it was it was what it was. It, it was a nice, fun movie with you know didn't take itself too serious, take itself too seriously. This movie seemed like it was going to try to, and in different scenes it did, it, different it, it didn't, and it, it just it just didn't work. It out. was almost yeah to your point, Matt. It's almost like it never could figure out what it wanted to be, and that was I think the big big thing. Like it was. You've got, you know, Jake Johnson in there. He's throwing all these comedic things, but it just did not go with the flow of that this movie at all. Like, in, in my opinion, if they would have kept him around more, other than his, I guess, concussion version, because basically he was a, you know, manifestation of Tom Cruise's, you know, damaged brain from apparently surviving a plane crash. Yes, we are in the spoilers, by the way. Uh, which, if you've seen the previews or the trailers for this movie, you already know that. But... You know, I, I think that that's what the big lack in this movie was, was there was no, you know, set goal, basically. 
But, uh, yeah, so, uh, Peter, you got anything for that? I mean, I'm with you guys. I This this movie doesn't know what it wants to be when it grows up. It, it bounces here and there. And I think the thing that really kills it is the fact, again, it ties right back to the very first point, which is they're trying to create this universe and they spend so much time trying to, uh, you know, trying to play off to threading the the story throughout and and bringing in new characters that are going to play a part in later movies that you can't actually enjoy the movie you're watching. So, um, you know, there's, they try to make the comedic elements from the first mummy. They try to leave some action. They try to have some, I'll say scares, which is what the original horror movies used to be about, but it's really not scary. So really I could go on and on, but really this movie just, just confused the hell out of me because you can't you couldn't get settled in it and it, that's what kind of loses you is after a while you just you don't understand what you're watching so you just kind of give up on it yeah I, I i kind of agree with you peter and the one thing i wanted to chime in with here was the the thing that i couldn't get over was the lack of chemistry amongst the cast i didn't really ever find i mean there was kind of some chemistry with tom cruise and the female lead who i can't even recall her her name um but uh, but Annabelle, I think and, oh, the, Annabelle, the, 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 the actress yeah. yeah sorry the uh, I but but the Jake Johnson I, as much as I love Jake Johnson I don't necessarily know if they needed him in this movie um, it, it was you know he didn't really play a, a big part he didn't really the, the lines that he delivered I didn't think really hit he was just kind of like that annoying guy who um, was just can't chip comp yeah, he he, he's basically his character from New Girl. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, I, I just I didn't see the it just nothing really flowed like with the characters. So yeah, sorry, I just wanted to add that that piece there. But yeah, uh, no, I mean, it, it hit. Go ahead, go ahead. I was gonna start. say it seemed like they wanted to take you know Jake Jake Johnson had some fun um, lines in Jurassic World. He was in it very briefly, you know, a few scenes here and there, and. He was good. Added some nice, lighthearted elements to it. Made you think, "Oh man, I would totally buy a Jurassic Park T-shirt if I, if I lived in Jurassic World." Um, yeah, I'd be that asshole. I'm, I'm, I'm quirky and fun too. Um, Matt, real question though: Do you actually own a Jurassic Park T-shirt right now? I don't because nobody died there. But <laughs> um, but it seemed like they wanted to capitalize that. I think people recognized that that was an entertaining moment in Jurassic World, whatever you want to say about that movie. I think people enjoyed his character, his kind of presence in that movie from a you know, a comedic relief standpoint um, as kind of a not a sidekick or anything, just somebody that was there. Uh, they wanted to promote him to an overall sidekick in this movie, but they didn't want to give him any good lines or tell him to be something other than the new girl character. Um, there was also some ADR elements that they had him do, it seemed like, that just almost made it worse. Um so just, yeah, just, just kind of a shame because I do like them. Uh, I really enjoyed Let's Be Cops because it was just a dumb comedy. Uh, and, you know, obviously he was fun in uh, Get Him to the Greek uh, in his one scene as well as, you know, I think we all, we've all talked about uh, um, Safety Not Guaranteed, a nice little independent movie, I mm-hmm. think, from uh, the Duplass brothers. But this yep. movie just didn't do it for me. And I just want to call it out because I do like Jake Johnson. But as Sean mentioned, his his character didn't really need to be there, and it's just, it's a shame. So, you know, it's it's not fun when the comedic relief doesn't work out. Agreed. But um, uh, you know, having said that though, um, 
there was another character in this movie that I think um, we can all agree to disagree on the, how they personified it, and it was that was a Doctor Jekyll Mister Hyde that you know as we uh, as we like to call him the Nick uh, the Nick Fury of the of the universe. Um, so having said that, I didn't like uh, Doctor Jekyll as much just because he was just kind of the way he was being portrayed was just kind of eh, so so. But when he snapped over into the Jekyll, uh, I'm sorry, the 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 Hyde character. Frankly, I enjoyed the heck out of it. I didn't want to watch him. I wanted to hear him and uh, just just kind of and hear his voice and, and and listen to that accent he did. To me, that was the greatest. That was the, probably the best character in the entire uh, movie. Unfortunately, although you know how they pulled it off visually, different story. I think, and I know some of y'all have some varying opinions on that. Uh, so, Peter, how about how about you go with this? Because I know you've been you've been holding in for this one for a while. <laughs> I don't need to hold in. I hate this movie. So, <laughs> um, no. I, so this is the one that I disagree with you guys on, just because, and and honestly, because it's most because I hate this movie. So I, anything that anybody likes, I'm gonna hate it. But I really just did not like the entire portrayal. I guess that's probably not fair. I think Russell Crowe obviously understands what movies he's in. He realizes that this is a goofy, poorly made movie and and seems to be having fun with the character. So I can definitely appreciate that. Wasn't a huge fan of more of that, you know, intro exposition, you know, monologuing that they used him for. Um, that the organization that he's in never really made sense to me. And what you know, what are the what are the reasons they're doing what they're doing? And I'm sure they're going to explain that in later movies if they ever make them. But it's just one of those where it hangs you up in this movie because you're not really sure what's going on. And they play a fairly large role. And personally, the Hyde transformation, I, I think for me, what really got me caught up is that Take it, you know, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen is not a great movie, but at least the Hyde portrayal there is something interesting. And it's, you know, he actually is a legitimate monster. I wasn't really a fan of the fact that he just kind of looked like, uh, you know, kind of a roided out uh, crackhead. You know, they they just change his coloring. He, He almost looks like he's foaming at the mouth and he has inhuman strength, but seems to still have a lot of you know, the point of Hyde is he's not supposed to have self-control. It seems as if he has enough control to still have a dialogue. The only thing that he's doing is, you know, attacking Tom Cruise. But because you don't even know the the motivation. very witty about it. He's very witty. <laughs> he, he is witty. I will say uh, you know, the only thing. <laughs> but but the problem is because you don't know the motivations for all we know, he wanted to kill Tom Cruise all along, or I should say uh, Nick Morton all along. So it just really didn't work for me. Um, again, I props to Russell Crowe for, you know, knowing what movie he's in, but I was not a fan of Jekyll. So, you know, Matt, what, I don't know. What did you think? So I think the only thing to add, um, is really, you, you talked about the way he looked and I think they mentioned that if you know, we didn't see him, it might've been a better portrayal, but man, when we did, we did see him and he looked worse than, or less interesting than Ed from the Edgar from men, men in black. And Edgar at least had a, a reason to look that way because he was a, a roach wearing an Edgar suit. Um, Vincent D'Onofrio, great actor, by the way. But yeah, this was you know the voice and him, you know, you know, being witty and you know fighting Tom Cruise. That's you know, semi interesting. But the fact that you see him and he's just kind of 
some guy cocking his face a little bit. It's, it's not very interesting and is definitely a waste. I, I almost wish we didn't see the Jekyll aspect of this. Uh, just yeah, or, or at the very least, maybe save it to the end. Like maybe he came in and did something more interesting at the end as Jekyll. Um, and this, the overall fact that he's always on the um, the verge of, you know, Dr. Jekyll's always on the verge of becoming Hyde and has all this medicine, but he keeps it at the most inconvenient places to keep him at bay um, was just absurd. So the fact that he turned into Jekyll for really no reason whatsoever uh, was also just, just took me out of the movie. So Matt, real quick, I, I know I brought this up earlier. I completely agree with you on that because, you know, all the tech that this, um, this group, uh, what, what did, what did they, what were they actually called? The, uh, prodigium, prodigium. the prodigium, all the technology that they had, but yet they couldn't install a, some kind of, I mean, heck they got insulin pumps that you can wear that, you know, automatically injects your insulin for you. Um, uh, my boss's daughter has this, and he gets updates on his phone if it if her blood sugar happens to go up or down. I mean, it's so far fetched that that he has to inject himself with this thing manually and doesn't know that it's coming. You know what I mean? Yeah, uh, I'll jump in here because I, I think I disagree with you guys regarding the, the Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde thing. I think the one so I think some of you guys agree on this, but I think Doctor Jekyll uh, Russell Crowe as Doctor Jekyll was fairly entertaining. I, th- I thought he was one of the highlights of the movie. I thought his role, I, I mean, the way he went about it, I don't. I still don't really know what the group he sort of oversees does, but uh, besides just sort of they've had success in the Botch past. Botch the hell out of everything. Yeah, they've had success in the past, yet they don't uh, know how to restrain a mummy but, um, for more than a few hours. But I think the, the one thing I'll say about the transition of Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde is that the reality of it is that it's it's more like human rage taking over than just some sort of mo- like I guess the the monster part is is the fact that it's just a human that's raging so like just just displaying rage so I don't necessarily think that he's I guess, he's not like he's the one thing I guess I'm trying to say is that the ra- the human rage and how his strength and just sort of it reminded me a little bit of the split uh, character that uh, James McAvoy played <laughs> about how it was just like he had superhuman strength, but uh, was still able to sort of, I guess, not really rationalize, but just sort of uh, express his, his emotions. Um, I, don't know, I thought it was kind of cool. It was a different take. I know it didn't really hit as well as it should have, but uh, I sort of appreciated their attempt at it at least. But, you know... I think that uh, that's the only really counterpoint I had to what you guys were mentioning, but uh, but I, I don't know if anybody else has anything else to add to that or not. But I, I didn't hate it. All right, well, so we actually have not addressed the the one the main character of this movie, which was the uh, the mummy. Um, I'm completely forgetting the uh, actress's name who played her. Um, what what do y'all feel like on her uh, on her take of this? Because, you know, they went from the Brendan Brendan Fraser version, which was the male priestess that was trying to do all kinds of fun stuff. I haven't seen him. Probably had to watch him again this week. Um, To her basically signing a contract with the devil, if you will, uh, set and basically becoming his, you know, his devil incarnate, if you will. 
Um, how did y'all feel like she did in this in regards to a mummy? Did y'all think the mummy was scary? Was it campy? What? How did y'all feel about it overall? Uh, if you want me to start, I'll start. Go I was going to say, I yeah, thought ahead, at the John. beginning of the film, like the way she portrayed the the future leader of Egypt and her training and everything and just the the non-speaking part of it. I thought she was. I thought. I thought she was very believable. I thought she was the the way they went about it. How she was thirsty for power. I love that idea. I think it just. Um, I think when it sort of transitioned to after she was buried and she was resurrected, I think that's when it sort of I lost it. But I mean, that's really all I got to add about that. I thought they, the the beginning when she started wasn't speaking was good, but after that it went downhill fast. Yeah, I mean, I'll I'll jump in. So. Obviously, I've already expressed I hate this movie, but I, I will say I think Sophie, Sophia Batella actually does a pretty good job. And I, I thought it was an interesting I thought it was an interesting portrayal of the mummy. I think visually it was a pretty good kind of visual design for her. Um, it definitely copied the, you know, the, the previous mummy where she slowly kind of sucks the life out of folks and, and comes back, which which is probably just a part of that character. But um, I think visually they kind of took the same cues. I think the the worst part about it is that they just completely under underutilized her. I mean, she had very little, uh, you know, substance within this movie other than slowly driving along to get to, to Tom Cruise. So, you know, I thought they could have done a little bit more with her, had a, a few more scares. Um, but yeah, I mean, overall, visually, I thought at least they kind of went a different way with it. Uh, you know, left the bandages on her, which I thought was an interesting take. You know, they had to, of course, represent she's a mummy by always having her have bandages, which was a little weird, but, um, but yeah. Yeah, I think I agree. It would have been nice to have, I, I almost feel like we we saw Dr. Jekyll almost as much as we saw her. And, you know, for this being the, the mummy movie, it would have yeah. been nice to see her. Um, most of the time we saw her, I think she was tied up uh, with mercury being pumped into her veins, which... She apparently understands she's powerful, but she really took uh, mercury being pumped into her veins for a really long time. Um, <laughs> so it's a shame. I think I think the way they done it, they they had her set up. Could have they could have done more with her. Um, no, but but you you actually you actually drive an interesting point. Again, another another instance of the uh, prodigium doing something very stupidly was pumping her full of this stuff of mercury. Right? Why not pump her full of it, but dunk her? in a pool of of mercury like they did later in the movie like what they did I, I, you know stupid decisions it was just i don't know but again i guess if they would have done that we wouldn't have had a movie so you know whatever i think we would have all been better off for that though we probably would have been it would have been a 30 minute movie keep a tally of how much we comment on the stupidity of characters in this film after uh, <laughs> after the alien movie i felt like the entire people were just the entire crew was just yeah <laughs> After watch, after listening to you guys, it was just stupidity, stupidity, which it's so, fair because it's true, and it's the same thing. But the with thing, life. so the question oh, you have to go ahead, Dave. No, 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 I was going to say it kind of makes you wonder, like, what is there ever a movie where the characters actually make a good a good decision? But is it a good movie? I don't wonder if that's the problem is that you can't develop a good movie based on your characters actually making smart decisions because then it's not entertaining because you're like, well, that makes sense. Oh well, okay, movie's over with. <laughs> <laughs> I think of it this way, right? So the original mummy, right? You know, yeah. think think of the original mummy. You've got some really dumb characters in that. Uh, for instance, <laughs> Benny. Benny is a very stupid character. 
But at the same point, that movie knows who Benny is. It yes. knows the role he's supposed to be playing. And you've you've sat through the first hour or so of the movie and realized that it's a fun popcorn flick. So you, in, even though he makes stupid decisions, you thoroughly enjoy the the mess he gets into because it's a you but know, he was it's a interesting action. He was always driven by an innate goal, which was to make money. So any decision he made was because he was trying to, you know, steal the artifacts and all this stuff. And then, you know, the gold and everything, because you remember, if I remember correctly, and again, it's been a while since I've seen it. The first one that he popped up, like he was, he found all that gold. And I think the, the mummy promised him all the gold that he wanted. And that's why he was like digging it and stuff like that. But I could be, I could be remembering it completely wrong. But like in these movies, like again, they're, there, there don't seem to be a driver for what they were doing. It was just, you know, Tom Cruise was introduced as a, oh, I want to steal, uh, I'm an army sergeant who wants to steal, uh, uh, you know, all these antiquities and stuff like that, selling on the black market, never figure out how he's going to pull that one off. Then you've got the mummy whose sole goal is to kill everyone on the planet, even though she wanted to rule everyone. But then I, I, it just... It didn't make sense, and I don't know if y'all had the same feeling of, you know, and the other part that I think we were talking about was why she had to pick Tom Cruise's character. Why couldn't she just do it to somebody else? If all she was going to do was, you know, stab him in the heart with this special knife or special dagger. You know, I... I, I disappointing. But my biggest my biggest pet peeve of this entire movie was the freaking, uh, the freaking zombies. Why? Did y'all get that? Did y'all sit in the same boat as me uh, in regards to the mummies? I, I just, why did we, why did we have to have, uh, sorry, zombies in this movie? I kind of only felt there was one mummy. I, or sorry, I, the only thing that felt like a zombie to me was Jake Johnson, who was uh, only real to a certain extent, right? He, he was right. kind of a driver the, for the, Tom Cruise in a sense, but possibly controlled by the mummy or the, the curse that he had on him or possibly controlled by yeah. just Tom Cruise being crazy from a concussion. I, I felt the other ones were kind of... Uh, mummy-esque right she kind of stole their life force making them mummies but maybe i maybe i'm well, misperceived well no she so so she brought up all the so remember the uh the knights that were all in there um in their coffins or their sarcophagus they weren't mummies or anything like that she just was like yeah y'all come up and party with me she didn't do anything with them so she had so basically they were literal zombies they were they came back to life after being dead so I didn't get I didn't, I didn't get that. It didn't really bother me too much because that's uh, and it's only because I've seen the first movies or the original mummies is that. What's his name? Im- uh, Imhotep does the same thing. Yeah, he, he brings back some some people to help fight. So it wasn't totally distracting for me. And, and actually in that same in that same vein, I guess I never really perceived them as, as zombies. I don't think I have a universal blanket for anybody who comes back after death as being a zombie. Um, despite uh, my boyfriend's back training me to believe that everybody who comes great, back from the dead is great a zombie. Movie. Um, <laughs> great but movie. Great movie. You know, I didn't really feel Thank like Thank you for that. Going, nice, nice 90s story. Hey, back. you know, you got, you got a little Matthew Fox, Philip Seymour Hoffman action. Um, yeah, why not? So, oh, I forgot he was the friend. He was the friend. <laughs> ah, um, nice. But yeah, so, yeah, it, it didn't bug me either. I forgot about those particular... Um, folks dave but yeah i never really perceived them as being outside the realm of a mummy's uh, control all right well y'all have any more y'all want to talk about um yes the book of amun ra uh the well okay 
So we'll get into that. I think that's where we're going to go next in this. But uh, do y'all have anything else you want to talk about uh, the actual mummy in this film? Before we move into actually comparing this to a what we all agree to be the better uh, version of the mummy. I will take the silences as nothing else is added. <laughs> so we'll move into... So, all right, now we've got a Tom Cruise versus a Brendan Fraser type type movie. Are, are we talking so we had the, the, mummy. Uh, the Tomb of the Dragon Emperor, or are we just talking the original? D- no. What, was was he in the <laughs> no. Tomb of the Dragon Emperor? Definitely. Yes, yes he was. He was. <laughs> but Scor- we, we've been talking a lot of uh, Dwayne Johnson. Let's not forget about Scorpion King. Th- this so, is true. All right. This is first... P- pet peeve with that one is I was kind of excited when he was supposed to show up in that, but then he was a CG scorpion-looking thing, and I'm like, nope. Just nope. Just keep me with the original one, but... Anyway, so obviously, I think we're all in agreement that this was obviously a lackluster uh, attempt at uh, you know rekindling that because I think we all enjoyed the uh, the Brendan Fraser versions. However, there was a throwback, and now I think this might be a point of contention um, amongst us. But there was a throwback at one in one scene in which the uh, was that the Book of the Dead or was that the the Book of uh, the living or what remember because in the movies they were like they were opposites do y'all recall it was the book was of the, the book dead. of amon Ra's sean mentioned which i think is the book of the dead yes okay yeah. i could i couldn't remember because i remember like the the book of the life of the book of there was opposites or something like that in the movie I, again need to go rewatch them but there was a little throw up in that when uh, i believe the annabelle what's her face's character hits uh one of the other you know guards with it uh she ends up hitting it and it just drops. You know, it's. I thought it was a good little little thing, but what bothers me is that they're saying it's, or at least in my opinion, that these these movies are in the same universe. Did y'all get that impression? And I hope to God it isn't true. I think. I did y'all get that impression? So from what I read is that the reason that they did that is that it, it was a tip to the that they're acknowledging that the the movie was made, and that it was sort of a. It, it's not like they they didn't want to bring back Brendan Fraser or anything about it because it's two different time frames. So they said that, uh, and this is just, I didn't really pick it up until after the fact. I remember seeing the book and, and it was like, oh, that's the same thing from the other Mummy movie. But like, I didn't think that that was really any sort of tie or anything like that until after the fact that the director mentioned it. It was a direct, you know, direct reference. But uh, what about you guys? Did you think that had any, anything? So so he said it, there is no, they do not want to tie the two together? Correct. In the same yeah, universe? Yeah, exactly. They just wanted to okay. the hat. Okay. All right. Well, that's good. That is... I'm okay with that, but that was that was bothered me when I walked out. That was I was just like, no, do not do not touch those movies. They were good as they were. Do not bring them D- into Dave, this. Dave, you're just there. Either there are plenty be. of things to not like. You were just trying to look for something else. I I'd never I perceived it as <laughs> I perceived it as only an Easter egg, kind of like you know what I think Star Trek 2009 had R2D2 in, in the wreckage. Um, it never made made me think that Star Wars and Star Trek were in the same universe. It was just a little fun little Easter egg. Um, well, I mean, was it as predominant as the book was? No, but I think the book, only, you know, I think we recognize the book because we grew up to that, right? But I think most people wouldn't see it as, as anything more than that. All right. Well, they let's would just see it as a big book. So anyway, um, but I think any, I think we can kind of close out with some final thoughts on it. I think we, we overall did not enjoy this, but I'll allow everybody to kind of get your last little jabs in if you wish. Um, Peter, why don't you start us off? I love jabbing this movie. Actually, more like an uppercut right to the face. Um, so overall, didn't like this movie. That's an obvious fact. I don't think this dark universe is going to continue much farther. Uh, 
obviously they've already got some names associated with movies, but this has happened before and they've still tanked them. So, you know, we'll see what happens. I mean, from a box office perspective, when you compare this to the other mummies, this was the lowest uh, opening weekend of all of them, including the Scorpion King, which is a pretty terrible testament to this movie. Um, only 32 million bucks. I will say it made 140 million overseas. So what I'm actually hoping is that it doesn't have more sequels only because of the international box office. Because personally, if you can't make a movie well, it doesn't deserve a sequel. I mean, let's let's come up with some new original content. Let's let some directors direct things that, you know, will actually interest people as opposed to just taking things and recycling them. So, I mean, that's kind of my my opinion on this. Uh, we'll see what happens. I have a feeling we'll probably get one more. Who knows? Maybe they'll pull a Wonder Woman and completely turn things around and make something interesting. But I mean, personally, there's nothing in this universe that has me interested enough to want to see another movie. So uh, with that final, you know, knife in the back of this entire universe, we'll, uh, we'll go to you, Matt. You know, Sean mentioned this previously. I wouldn't mind seeing them recover this this universe. Um, if I don't care about them being interconnected, but I do like the idea of seeing some of these kind of, you know, previous monsters recreated again. So far, the Godzilla thing's working out okay. Maybe, maybe we'll see what the, you know, the monsters universe, monster universe from, uh, I can't even think of who that is. Paramount? I think that's uh, universal, actually. Because King, uh, Kong Skull Island is universal. They have, uh, I thought they, I thought they were competing, competing monster universes. I didn't know they were going to have two monster universes. Um, but yeah, so. You know, I, I wouldn't mind seeing him recover with some good movies. Um, I think there's some characters that we haven't seen in a long time, and it might be interesting to see him do well. Um, you know, I, I like uh, Hugh Jackman, but the develop Van Helsing that we've seen wasn't wasn't anything to write home about. So, you know, I wouldn't mind seeing it. But as Peter mentioned, if, if they do it based on any sort of inkling that this movie did well, um, I don't think they'd be able to take the future movies in a good direction. So. Hopefully they kind of don't, you know, they maybe don't need to write this off. They can kind of just move past it. Um, but, you know, even in the way this movie ended, it didn't get me excited. You know, it ended with Tom Cruise in the shadows as set um, kind of a, basically the what a, a evil, some sort of embodiment of evil in some sense. And then they showed him again out in the desert with Jake Johnson for, for no real reason. You know, it didn't really, it didn't, they didn't really need to show him out beyond the shadows again so just the idea that they're again kind of cocky that you wanted to see him on more adventures uh i didn't really get what they were trying to portray there especially since you know that if you're doing this universe it's probably not going to be another mummy right away so they're really like hey you guys are going to be pining for tom cruise again so it made no sense i think they could have just ended the movie much sooner and I, I don't know. Called it, or, or just yeah. made us not, no. you know, ended the movie much sooner and not made us watch another 30 seconds of it for no reason. So, what about you, Sean? Well, I think the, I think the biggest issue with, my, with this is that I think they're going to try to get Tom Cruise in every one of these movies uh, as, as set now. So, I, Please, I think no. that's that's what I'm, my biggest fear is. However, to, to what you mentioned earlier, Matt, I, I, I'm excited to see what they're going to try to do. As long as they don't, as they let these movies sort of exist in a vacuum and then let them be tied in at some other point. I'd love to see, you know, Johnny Depp as the invisible man, Javier Bardem as 
I think is he is he going to be Frankenstein or now, now are you going to be able to see Johnny Depp as the Invisible Man or doesn't that defeat the purpose? Didn't you? Yes. <laughs> I'm <laughs> going to add a, a terrible reference here, but uh, Kevin Bacon is the uh, what was it? was that the Invisible Man or was that uh, that was the Invisible yeah, Man? That, he was. Oh come on, that was a great movie. Hollow Man. Hollow Man. Hollow Man. Correct. Hollow, yeah. yeah. But, uh, Hollow Man. Thank they you. were able to pull it off in that movie, so I'm sure that they can make it. You know, make him visible because at least some it was point. Kevin Bacon. Come on, I would have rather <laughs> watched that not, movie how... than this movie. Whatever you want to say about Hollow Man, I actually thought that was. A decent I completely movie. agree uh, with that. But I, it's been a while since I've seen it, though. So, um, I, I mean, I, I'm going to remain somewhat optimistic. I don't think this was their best representation of what a movie could be. However, I thought it was interesting that they chose to start with the Mummy versus giving another film another uh, the shot at the first crack. However, it sounds like Dracula might have been the first crack and bombs so um it'll be interesting to see uh, i'll give it a shot i'll continue to follow along because i'm a sucker and i'll go see movies that uh have big names attached to them so seems to be what a lot of people do right except uh in the u.s apparently this is big overseas so you yeah. suckers so what about what about you dave are you gonna pay another 10 to 15 dollars to go see another monster verse movie or dark universe so this might so the next one i might see if there is some type of promo code to go do it but i will probably fight y'all tooth and nail to possibly not see it until it comes out on video that'll be my uh or dvd or blu-ray or whatever the heck these things streaming services whatever the kids are watching these days but you know i i was a little disappointed that i you know i I thought about going into this movie at you know thinking i was going to hit the matinee and I ended up, the time I chose was in this special Dolby Digital, like, 3D, super, you know, tricked out uh, uh, version of their theater, one of their theaters, and I and they told me how much I was about to pay, and I'm just like, God, no, please. So, I ended up having to pay it, unfortunately, but I, I do not want to spend any more money on that, on this, on this franchise if I don't have to. I would be intrigued to see them, but I don't want to spend money on it, if that makes any sense anybody um but yeah like you know like i was saying overall not not the biggest fan of this i i it was a good popcorn movie if you are at home and you don't have to pay for it and it comes on netflix and you happen to have an account hey watch it for 20 30 minutes see if you're intrigued and then you know turn it off but nothing nothing it'll do it for you maybe watch some scenes with some with uh mr hyde in it you'll call it a day in my opinion but uh yeah, that's all I really got on this one. Um, so I think that'll close us out on The Mummy, gentlemen. So uh, how about your potent picks for the week? Um, Matt, what you got? So I think talking about the production companies, we noticed that uh, A Perfect World was one of the production companies after you know Universal, then the Dark Universe, and then uh, it was The Perfect World, which made me uh, think about uh, A Perfect World, the movie. Directed by Clint Eastwood, starring Clint Eastwood and Kurt Russell. Nice little early 90s movie. Really, really great. Really great movie. Really enjoyed it. Uh, I don't know if it's available to stream anywhere, but I feel like it should be. Um, It's old enough and probably almost obscure enough at this point that it shouldn't have that much. uh, They shouldn't be charging too much for these streaming services to have the rights to to view it. So hopefully you can find it somewhere. And uh, yeah, just basically a a story of... uh, Kevin Costner is a bank robber, and he basically kind of ends up kidnapping a kid who's kind of uh, a little sheltered in his life. And Clint Eastwood comes fighting, you know, comes uh, chasing after him to try to try to save the kid and catch 
Kevin Costner. Overall, really good movie. If you get a chance, uh, check it out. What about you, Sean? I know we touched on this a little bit uh, earlier, but I will recommend the first season of True Detective with Matthew McConaughey, Woody Harrelson, and Alexandra Daddario, and et al. <laughs> it is probably one of the best written shows I've ever seen on television. Special holds a special place because it takes place down in South uh, South Louisiana, so I'm familiar with some of the terrain that they uh, showed in the movie. Or in the show, sorry. But uh, really, really great job. Second season didn't really hold up as much. And looking forward to seeing if they end up making the third season. But uh, definitely a great show. And I want to add another potent pick this week as a uh, as a, a drink suggestion. So when you're watching True Detective, make sure you pick up some bullet rye whiskey and put a little splash of simple syrup in there. It's not quite a Sazerac, but it'll definitely... Uh, get you over and it'll be a nice little afternoon evening cocktail so those are my potent picks for this week uh, what about you david so like i said earlier i think this week i will probably end up watching all the mummies the the good version of it so i'm thinking i'm going to recommend everybody to, to you know catch up on that rather than watching these movies um or this movie go go watch the classics they they're they're they were quite awesome um in terms of a little drinking, though, um, ooh, this is a good one. So this is going to be a new little uh, thing we're going to do is where we're actually going to recommend a, a beverage to everybody. So actually, uh, this weekend I had, a, I had a good one. I used to not like this until uh, of recent, but uh, some, some folks this weekend uh, had me uh, bought a drink for me, um, and it was the um, Deep Deep Eddie's Vodka. I don't know if anybody's ever had that before. It's a, it's a local out of Austin. I think they may have spread around the, the U.S., but... Um, basically their sweet tea or their, I think it's Ruby red, which is like their, um, grapefruit or it might be grapefruit. I'm not really sure, uh, what the name of it is, but both are really good. Add a little, uh, little soda water to it and, or tonic, depending on your, your preference and call it a day. It's actually really good. Really, really refreshing and it'll do its job. Uh, who's next? Uh, Peter. Yeah. So I actually, we were driving the other day out to dinner and a song came on the radio and it reminded me of a Great movie, at least great in my eyes. Uh, written and directed and starring Zach Braff from the early 2000s called Garden State. Um, this has always been a movie I've, I've loved. I don't know why. I don't know if it was that time in my life or you know, just the, the movie itself. But I would recommend if you haven't seen that, you know, go watch it. If you have seen it, go rewatch it because it's a, a great, great movie. Um, yeah, and in terms of a drink... I would just say, if you're going to go see The Mummy, just make sure you drink a lot. It doesn't matter what it is. Make sure it's strong and stiff, because I think that's the only way you'll enjoy the movie. So, Sticking with Peter's idea, you know, if you've got nothing to do, you might as well just drink for fun. Even if you don't go see this movie, skip the movie. Just go drink. There we go. Just go sit at a bar and drink. That's a good quick, call. Quick I like PSA, that. we do not condone binge drinking. Agreed. Or drinking and driving. Yes. I will say we do not condone drinking and driving. Or Can't drinking. say about the other portion because we all do it. We all do it, and unfortunately, it's not a, it's not healthy, especially at our age. But fun times for say for a wedding, you can do it. We'll okay. Especially with that. if you're one of the bride of the grooms. Exactly. Don't Just don't well. do don't 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 act like my my friend who when during his wedding, he was beyond hammered at his own wedding. He could barely <laughs> exactly could barely speak. About. When he was trying to have a conversation with me, he I had to ask him to repeat himself at least five times, 
and I was eventually able to understand what he was saying. But yes, don't drink and drive. That's what, that's our little PSA for the week. Uh, but other than that, I think um, we'll uh, we'll update everybody on what our next movie is um, going forward. I think we'll have Sean tweet it out uh, for next week. But uh, you know, as always, it'll you can always follow us on uh, Potent Pictures on Twitter, and it's uh, you know that's where the our tweets will come from. Sean, obviously. Otherwise, unless you follow Sean, he might. I don't know, Sean. Are you are you tweeting on your own uh, account about things about this? No, not recently. You are I a Facebook tweeter. Post, I I do post on Facebook every now and then, so you can either see it on my personal Facebook or you can catch it on uh, our Twitter and our Facebook for potent pictures. Or our, sorry, Ooh, our email. Facebook. Yeah, and Twitter. But uh, and as always, we do we do like everyone to send us emails at uh, our our email address, which is uh, potentpicturespodcast at gmail And I think that'll be it for tonight, boys. I think we're done. Thanks, everybody.